Welcome back to Speaking with Sasquatch, the official podcast of the Spearfish Sasquatch. And boy, do we have a special episode for you today. We're coming at you live from the Fairfield Inn in Caldwell, Idaho. And I'm joined by Nico Saldias, fresh off a dubski, and Sean Riley Moran. Boys. La Flama Roja. How are we doing tonight? Pretty good we right chillin', now. We chilling. Doing okay, actually. Just, just took game two. So hopefully tomorrow we can finish the job, head back to the fish on a good note for the kids. Have you ever pitched seven innings in a game before? I have. I have. Uh, been a couple years, but it's good to be out there again. You know, go what was the distance in high school. Uh, you know, kind of what I aim for at least every outing. Uh, it's kind of where I hold myself to. So it's a great feeling to do that for the boys today, you know. Uh, offense is able to put up five. You know, um, Hayden Driggs called a great game behind the plate. Theo Hardy made some fantastic plays up the middle. Same thing with Cage stuff and Matt Crossley. So, again, just a great team to play behind. And, you know, it's something that everybody dreams for in summer ball, which might be tough. But, you know, I think we came lucky with the offense that we have. And the defense, you know, is spectacular. Like John McHenry making highlight reel plays night after night. I don't know if it was nasty. Very nasty. Like Nico said, we lucked out with the squad we got right now. On offense and defense, pretty squared away, I think. And head coaches, you know, Jared Molna is able to find, you know, the right guys that fit in the right place, even though that might not be their primary position. Uh, Like John McHenry again, normally a shortstop, but plays shutout third base every time he gets the chance. I think he's a second baseman. Either way, up the middle, you're right. The middle's guy. And still, you know, he's able to make those plays like it's nothing, like it's routine. And, you know, pitching, I think Riley can contest this, but pitching behind a defense like that makes life a whole lot. It takes a lot of the stress off your shoulders knowing that we're going to have a pretty much close to at least a clear game every night we go out there. And our outfielders, too. Nothing, very rarely does anything drop in the outfield, so it's when you got that, it makes you feel so much more confident and just more at ease on the mound. Yeah, like I remember the start that I had, and Ben Parker makes a dive in play, and then a couple batters later, Ray Lozano, who's unfortunately injured right now, hope he gets back quick. Love you, Ray. He's <laughs> able to go out there, and you know he made another dive in play too. And again, like Riley said, it just it's it's easy to throw strikes knowing that there's always going to be a guy there. A lot easier, definitely. Yeah, Coach Mona has a lot of depth in this infield. Like you talked about, Johnny McHenry usually plays second base at Syracuse. So he's playing third because Kate Stuff's that second. And Kate's phenomenal. You guys turned, I think, five double plays on your last game against the Tommyknockers on this six-game road trip. I think that was on the 17th. Five double plays. Hunter Runyon was on the mound. He went seven innings. So I can't imagine. Big run. Your confidence that you get knowing that you guys, you have Johnny, you have Cade, you have Theo. Theo had a unbelievable night at shortstop that first day and then you still have like Ryan Bachman he's phenomenal at shortstop he can play second base too and a handful of other guys on the bench as well I mean you know if coach Molna asked me I think Riley agrees the same way to play shortstop or anything I think we can go out there show him how it's done (laughs) but yeah like you said we got a lot of depth Bach started the year at short for us before we got Theo and them and you know we love Bach offensively and defensively great clubhouse guy great guy to be around learn a lot from just by talking to him so definitely love the guys on this team and to touch on that again we have so many infielders and I feel comfortable with either one of them at either position behind us that is true we're recording this on June 19th, Saturday night, fresh off a 5-3 victory Sasquatch over the Spuds. 
won the first two games in this series on a three-game win streak. And Nico, your fourth win of the year. You're 4-0 now. How does that feel? I mean, it feels great, but, like, <laughs> those stats are kind of uh, – kind of you know personalized and seen like that but at the end of the day it, it's a team win like I, my last two starts the one against the whiskey jacks and even against you know the moo or not the moo the tommy knockers hmm. they weren't you know great starts they weren't like tonight right i didn't have my stuff i gave up runs i walked guys but offense was able to get there for me you know other pitchers in our pen were able to go and you know pick me up and throw those zeros when we needed to and in order you know be able to find a way to win that game against the Whiskey Jacks. So, again, like, I'm 4-0. Personally, it's more like 4-2 because I should have done better, should have given the team a better chance personally. But at the end of the day, you know, this group of guys is unbelievable, right? Like, I get taken out of the game, and I know regardless if it's Riley or Kirkpatrick in close today or Chomps, Zach Kreeth, that – and any one of those guys and anybody in our bullpen, Hayden Slyth, the new guys. Isaac. Isaac, Arnold, you know, Sir. they're able to go out there and throw up zeros that we need, compete for us. Dante. 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 Right? Like, it's just an unbelievable team that we got, and it's crazy. Like, we're able to go out there, and even if we may not have our best stuff, our breaking balls, our fastballs, or whatnot, they're still able to give us a chance and pick me up, and it makes me feel a lot better the next day that we have each other's backs like that, not only on the field, but off the field, too. Yeah, Riley, you're also a starting pitcher. I think you're getting the call tomorrow, but before this season, you're at Menlo College, of course, in Atherton, California. Y'all didn't have a season this past year, so when yeah. you got the call to mound this first time, it was, what, 15th month since you had last yeah. pitched? about a year, a year and some change. What's that like, not throwing a game for 15 months and all of a sudden you're here in South Dakota, a world away from California, and you got to throw four or five innings? It feels really good, man. I was really excited to get back out on the mound. I've been dying to get in a competitive ball game with some freaking umpires behind us. Um, yeah, just really, I was really excited, still really excited, really happy to be out here playing with these dudes. Very, very happy just to be playing, honestly. It honestly didn't seem like that long with you. You know, you go out there and just <laughs> shove a bunch of zeros up everyone's butt and show them what's up. Yeah, had a, had a lot built up, ready to go. So Nico called you La Flema Rojo. I've called you that on the broadcast a few times as well. It's because you got this glorious <laughs> lion's mane on your head. Where's the inspiration from the mullet coming from? Um, honestly, it's because my dad, like, forced me to have a clean cut my whole life, like a uh, skin fade pretty much my whole life and once I got out of out of the house and got to college I was like ooh we're doing what we want now <laughs> just sticking it to the man <laughs> yeah literally he hates it but <laughs> it's kind of funny watching him squirm whenever I come home for a little bit he's always telling me I need to get a haircut like every second I see him when's the last time you, you actually cut it oof I trimmed it right before I came but last time like I didn't have long hair was probably been like a, over a year since covid since before covid actually yeah you got to be careful or your host dad might take a pair of scissors too <laughs> yeah but old vernon don't like it either <laughs> but he's still rocking it nico who is the better uh is it raleigh's mullet or nikki winterstein's beard which one <laughs> oh, don't do that man i mean honestly if we're gonna split hairs there's two different things all right that was a pun, split hairs. Anyways, um, I would say <laughs> <laughs> I would say Riley's mullet just because Nikki looks kind of homeless. Love Nikki to death. 
but he's got the Sasquatch look going for him. He's right. got a good look, though. He's, he's got a good look. He looks like an old man. He looks Joey Cacciatore calls him dad. So that just shows you how old Nicky looks, but I like the mullet. I'm I'm a flow guy. I try flow. to grow it out. So the flow life. Yo, right? What's your tats about? Uh, do they have meaning or do they just look good because they're cool? Uh, the ones on my legs, no meaning really. My homie did them. Um, but I got my mom's name and I got the Mexican flag emblem, the Aguila de la Bandera. Ooh, nice pronunciation. But um, it's like American traditional. I'm thinking about getting some tats. I don't know where what though. Get? I don't know. I, th- I think it's something baseball, something family. There you go. I don't know yet, but I, I'm, I'm saving some spots. Good what on. about you, Cam? No tats for me. No tats, clean white boy. That's boring. Let's go back to how much of a dog Nico was tonight. Yeah, Nico, looking at your stats here. You and Peyton Childers on the Spuds had a duel going. I think you Spuds had only three hits against you. You went from the third inning to the sixth inning. You didn't give up a single hit and only one base runner came on an E7. And then for Childers on the Spuds, he had given up five hits until the seventh inning. He walked the first two guys. His night was done. When you guys, is there any difference in the way you pitch when the guy you're pitching against is also just throwing darts? I mean, for the most part, the mentality is war. Like, it's me against you. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be, you know, the Yankees up at the plate and Garrett Cole on the mound. My mentality is to go at them and just attack, right? Let the best one win. Um, but a, a duel like that, you know, you got to stay focused in as long as you can for as long as, you know, you're in. Uh, I just everything was working today. Hayden Driggs again called a great game, and we were able to build off of that, work well. And also, you know, the E7 that happened is one of those things where, you know, Seth Surrett been a big part of the team ever since he first showed up, had the big walk-off day one. Yep. And it was just a miscommunication between him and Theo Hardy. And, again, Theo's been great for us all year. So it was one of those things where they've picked me up offensively and defensively Theo making great plays for all the pitchers out there not just me same thing with Seth with the bat and Theo with the bat so it was just like okay you know what I've made some mistakes you picked me up I got your back type of thing right going back to what I said earlier about everyone having each other's back regardless of what role we play or position we're at it's one of those things that makes a team great I think and you know we're gonna get some arms in the coming weeks so hopefully they can just build onto that team mentality and the culture here and buy in because at the end of the day I think right now knock on wood that we got a team that can win it all going back to Hayden coach Mona has some great catchers on this team we have Hayden Driggs from St. Mary's Chandler Eibach and then Jacob Sanchez who just joined the team a few weeks ago I've always been interested in the pitcher catcher relationship so you guys come here you've never met either of the three and now you gotta step into a game how does that relationship work trying to fill each other out how long does it take pretty quickly honestly um, we gel pretty well like we all have the same same goal same mindset know what we need to do to win a ball game and Real quickly, all three of those dudes, I can easily call them my boys right now. Like, they they learned our pitches like sequencing very well. They like know your strengths, when when to use it, when to not. They just there's all three of them dogs. Like I'm comfortable throwing all three of them. Yeah, like you said, it takes about not even like we get to the field if we're starting. Excuse me, and. You know, with uh, with Hayden, he caught my first game when I threw against Pierre. Pierre. And uh, Pierre. 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 I don't get that. 
through against the Trappers. And, uh, you know, it took the, between the first bullpen before I, before I actually went into the game. And after that, it was just kind of we, we started rolling. It's um, really easy when they're knowledgeable. Yeah. All and, three of them are very and, knowledgeable. And from the pen on and in between innings, they're able to pick things up. Like, in the second inning, my changeup's not good. So we go away from that, kind of figure out another angle to attack, fastball, curl, slow, whatever, whatever's working that day. Uh, for instance, today, my slider was working really well. So me and Driggs were just back and forth. We understood what we wanted. Sometimes I'd pre-grip a pitch in my glove, knowing mentally what I want, ready to shake off, and he'd just throw it down. I was like, all right, let's go. Ready to rumble. That's the best feeling when you pre-grip a pitch and they call it. Is it similar at all to like the, the quarterback's relationship with his offensive line? Like You have like Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers or pretty much any quarterback, right, will take their offensive line out to lunch or whatever. Is that similar at all or similar at all to what – your relationship is with your catcher i know obviously you didn't know these guys until you came here but no yeah absolutely i plan on taking all my catchers to a nice little dinner maybe taco bell or something like taco that. bell taco john's <laughs> oh no <laughs> not taco john's yeah it's, it's just one of those things where you know we just mesh well and we just feed off each other too in between innings and stuff like he just asks you know so how's your curveball feeling whatever or we'll, we'll go up to them and say sliders on today and they'll just feed off of that they'll work we, off that yeah and and they and we work off each other too like first three innings change up a curveball's not working they they don't go to that until we shake to it type of thing or, or until we talk about it in in between innings or something yeah and it's just it's reassuring that they're able to get that they're able to understand that so it makes life a lot easier yeah and those are the guys were around almost all day every day yeah. on the field for off day practice type thing or in game like whoever's sitting on the bench catcher wise usually next to a pitcher or a pitcher just gravitate towards them just to talk about the game and learn a little more and catchers they don't get enough credit I don't think honestly yeah. in wins and stuff like that because they they save the game honestly like real big moments they'll come up with a huge block with the dude on second or third and that can change the whole outcome of a game so or even throwing guys out you know oh, yeah they're able to help us there and also thanks to coach Molina too who's able to give us the freedom to call our own pitches too because yeah. a lot of i don't know how summer is but a lot of college coaches like to call the game and yeah. like to have it their way but coach Molina is able to give us the freedom and the range to call whatever pitch we want or to shake off whenever we want so it's it helps us be a lot more comfortable out there Definitely. knowing that you know if, if i want to bounce a curveball that drag sanchez or ibox and a go down and keep it in front of them I remember the first games, I think both Hayden and Jacob Sanchez, the first games they played, they might have been both against the Spuds, but they had three throwouts catching a runner caught stealing. And just seeing that from the first day, was like, okay, these, yeah. these boys are for real. Yeah. yeah, those dudes throw seeds. Pop times are crazy. Arms are even crazier. It's just they're on top of it. Is there any type of adjustment needed pitching up here in the elevation, Spearfish, or even like Butte or here in Caldwell? I mean, personally, that's – that's not how I think. I think my game plan stays the same. If I give up a homer and I give up a homer, it's really giving up a walk. Yeah. Right? You still got to attack the zone and play the game the way it's meant to be played. The moment you start being scared to attack or be scared to give up a bomb or a double because of the elevation or whatever, it's where you start walking guys and, you know, stuff starts to get out of hand. So my mentality is just take it one inning at a time, one batter at a time, one pitch at a time, simplify the game completely and just, you know, just play. And baseball's the game for kids. Yeah. Let the kids play. Yes, sir. No, yeah, same here. I, I don't really take, haven't taken into any consideration. Like, I haven't felt it take any different effect on me or the way I go about my business. So, 
Yeah. I didn't really think about it, honestly, till. Yeah, till you so, said it. Yeah. So, oh, great. So now I just ruined it for you next nah, time we're on the till, mound. So where were we at? Butte? Oh, where the ball flew yeah, home. it was blown out to right? Yeah, the Tommy Knocker's home place. Yeah. It was like six bombs going up that series, and yep. it was just... It was a short porch. The one was blowing out, and it just it, it is what it is. Yeah, just all parks are different. So if you're too worried about something like that, then you're worried the about the wrong place. thing. Yeah. yeah. So we're on our second series on the six-game road trip. You guys sick of being on the road yet, or starting to blend in at all? Or I don't know. Yeah, days are definitely blending. Oh, Bus rides are god awful, but getting through it. We have to share seats, don't we, Cam? <laughs> and we got a 14-hour trip back from Ooh. Caldwell to Spearfish tomorrow night. Going to be a lot of cuddling on the bus, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what are you guys doing a 14-hour bus ride? Sleep. Try to sleep. Play Mafia. Fall in and out of sleep. <laughs> sleep. Picking the mob. Picking the mob. Picking the county beauty. No, but we, we play games on the bus. We watch movies that are way too loud for our liking. and. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't have any meaning whatsoever, <laughs> but it's fun. It's bonding. You got to yeah, learn definitely. a lot more about guys. You let it, you got to talk about stupid things just for fun, and no one judges anybody. It's it's a great time, honestly. Yeah, real good bonding time, I'd say. If you're not falling asleep, you're awake laughing with one of the guys. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It or sucks in the mindset of things. 14 hours in a vehicle stuck with. 30 other guys that haven't showered just played a full nine (laughs) that haven't showered full sweaty 20 year olds but you know what you gotta make the best of it so I also got to take pictures of Ben Parker passed out with his mouth open or and his or when he FaceTimes (laughs) or when he FaceTimes his his family members and has it on full volume with with no headphones and just screaming I got I got my headphones and I can't listen to that but Joey Cacciatore yelling all the time Saying something outrageous keeps the life interesting on the bus. He's AirPods or headphones, <laughs> definite mandatory. <laughs> yeah, with Joey's He's personality so on the bus, he loves to bring up something wild or say something crazy and all kind of turn heads, keeps us laughing and keeps the energy and vibes good. Yeah. So, I know it's a great time. Coach Molna has a fun time interacting with the players on the bus, trying to figure out our point of view on stuff. Yeah. We all love messing with Coach Pratt a bit. Yeah, that's that's one thing we didn't mention was, like, the bonding between the coaches. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. Like, feel like there are coaches, and we respect them in that way, but they also feel like our friends. Yeah. Like we still have times when it's okay. Yeah, like like obviously the guys who are pretty close with I I think we're pretty close with the coaches for the most yeah, part. Yeah, definitely. But it's 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 not like a kiss up type of thing or it's it's one of those things where we have feel and me and Riley I think can attest to this yep. is that you know we know when to talk to them and when to joke around with them we know when to be serious with them and I think that's one of the things that make a good cultural vibe too is yeah. that. Any of the guys know that they can go up to Coach Molina, Coach Pratt, Coach Cantrell, or Coach Johnson and uh, be able to say something funny or pick their brain. But for the most part, it's it, it's never, uh, you know, someone's kissing their butt or anything like that. We all yeah. understand that we want to get better as players and as a team. So it's, it's something that we feed off of. Yeah, good camaraderie. Yeah. Springs. I think that's why we've been doing so well or like a like nice part of it. Is everybody just feels real comfortable around each other, coaches and players. We can we just mesh real well together. Yeah, and we're able to just you know feed off each other, like I said, and be able to you know if I have a bad outing, I can talk to pitching coach Cantrell, 
and Coach Molnar, who was a pitcher back in the day, way back when. Not even. <laughs> it was like three years ago. Yeah. But, you know, and just picked their brain about, you know, how's my curveball looking? Do I got to throw it harder? Was I slowing down my body and my arm? Was it mental whatnot? And they can give you good feedback, I think. Yeah, very good feedback. And just take it into the next start and be able to go out there and put it on somebody. So Different point of views, too. Yeah, 100%. From, the, from watching the game, like seeing something different that you can see from different position, different part of the dugout, baseline, anything like that especially too because they have both pitchers they have that you know history so they understand fully what's going on in our mind they both know we're competitive as heck yeah and they both know all we want to do is go out there and win really yep. i think that's it right like just win like I, we I, all want to win everybody all, every dude on the roster every single coach just wants to win and that's not saying in doing whatever it takes to win which yeah we do like do whatever it takes to win but it's in it's with feel you know it's in good mannerism and like the love of the game type thing like, yeah like you just gotta win like when when me and riley are i know riley feels the same way and coach molna comes out there with the hook and ready to take us out we want to fight him yeah like just just as a competitive we don't want to get taken yeah, out we, we don't want to give up the ball yeah we we look at him we're just like we, we say no and yeah. he's like i have to like pitch count and stuff which is understandable we get it but like still it's one of those things that he respects that from us right he, yeah. he, he doesn't take that personally or to yeah, heart he gets absolutely. it that we're competitors and you know that's something that the pitching staff feeds off of yeah. any one of those guys go out there and they say i don't want to give it up he sees that it fires him up i think more than it fires us up honestly no, today when he freaking took the ball out of your hand you're no, I was, I was ready to fight him, honestly. I was ready to take him back to the parking lot and <laughs> put him no, down. Just like you said, that fired me up. Fired. I know 10 other dudes that were standing right there felt just the same. So you guys, of course, recruited by <laughs> Coach DJ Engel, who's now the Minnesota Twins organization. Shout out down. to DJ. Hope you're doing well Shout in the out. Dominican. Shout out to Down twins. in the DR. Now, of course, a few weeks ago, before the season starts, news drops. He's going to move down to the DR, and in comes Coach Mona. Do you guys have any idea who Coach Mono was in coming here? What's that like knowing you're going to play for a head coach that wasn't supposed to be the head coach or wasn't going to be the head coach you signed on for? Oh, yeah, I had no idea who Coach Mono was. Um, I didn't even know about the coaching switch, honestly. Like, I was just kind of falling into the summer ball thing real blind, and I feel like that's the way to go about it. Don't expect too much, and then once you get – on a good team or if you're able to get on a good team it's just so much better like having a high expectation just it helps in a lot of things but something like this just you gotta fall into it yeah like like riley said i mean i i saw the coach engel news off twitter and instagram <laughs> so that kind of took me off guard a bit because i talked to coach engel a lot um in the process of signing here and playing for the Sasquatch in the summer and just kind of feel him out, get his pitching ideas and what he believes in and whatnot. And I was kind of just like, okay, I know what this guy's about and I don't know what Coach Mullen is about. So it was kind of a shock. It was kind of just mentally just, okay, you don't know how he's going to be. You don't know what's going to happen. Just kind of go out there, do your thing, right? Like yeah. I think Riley can attest to that. But again, like, Coach Mullen set the tone day one and the fact that, you know, he expects the best from us. He wants the best for us. Yeah. He wants us to compete our butts off and be who we are. He's not going to ask us to do something we're not capable of or yeah. to go out there and do something crazy or expect perfect game. He understands he's he, he was a pitcher too at one time. And, again, it just makes things easier for us. 
the fact that if we have a bad outing, he understands that, you know, that's not us. That's not our best stuff. That's not who we are. And he yeah. gives us a shot every other, every yeah. fifth day or so to go out and prove ourselves again. Yep. Did you expect to come into this summer, like, wanting the win? That it was just like a natural thing once you guys started the season on a hot streak? Or did you come in the season hoping that, hey, I'm going to be on a good team or be on a playoff team or win a championship, even though it's summer ball? Yeah. And you didn't know any of these guys before you got here. I wanted to win. I, I, it didn't matter who was in the line. Like, we're, again, we're grateful to have the players we have. And, you know, I'm thankful for that a million times over. At the end of the day, when the ball is in my hand, I want to win. Yeah. I don't. It, it, I expect so much from myself on a personal standpoint that as long as I give my team that chance, give the guys, you know, the opportunity to go out there and win a game, I can live with myself. That's just me too, right? Like, not everyone's like that. Not everyone has the desire, the fire to go out there and just, again, have the war mentality that I'm beating you or you're beating me. There's no in between. So. Yeah. Yeah. Coming into it. Uh, well, coming into anything, I want to win. Personally, anything. It's freaking checkers or <laughs> whole nine inning baseball game. The silent game. But um, no, I came into this just thinking like, oh, like it's a uh, work for yourself. Like uh, just a lot of reps type thing. Especially me not not being able to play for a year and something whatever. I was just focused on reps and just winning when I had the ball in my hand and getting here and pleasantly surprised with 35 dudes or however many we have yeah. all wanting the same thing just makes for the perfect storm. In college, I believe both you guys in your last outings came out of the bullpen, right? No, I was a starter. You were a starter? I, I was a pen, yeah. Out of the pen. Did you want to be a starter? And do you prefer starting or do you prefer coming out of the bullpen? I mean, like, did you, did you had a conversation with Molna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Coach Mullen sat all of us down and kind of asked what our expectations are, what we want from the summer, kind of get our views on, you know, what the summer's about for us. Yeah, where we feel in the rotation. Yeah. As well. That type of thing. And I just, I, I'm a straight shooter. I don't want to go there and kind of tell him one thing and expect something else or get blindsided by something. And he's done a really good job about, you know, telling us when we're going to throw, giving us good rest, giving us a good plan to recover and whatnot if we want it. And so I told him, like, I, I believe the past two years I was a starter. I did both in high school. So whatever you feel is going to help me more, right? And me not having thrown enough or a lot in college, he, he, he said, you know, we're going to see you as a starter and whatnot and go from there. And, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And uh, I'm just honestly thankful that, you know, I get the chance to go out there every fifth day and try to show it up someone's butt for seven plus innings and do my thing. Sir. No, yeah, um, I started my whole high school career and um, also my freshman year of college, but that, also, that got cut short because of COVID. But yeah, let's start. So Nico, you were born in Ajax, Ontario. I was born in Scarborough, Ontario, Scarborough. Canada. Oh. Scarborough. Uh -oh. And then I moved to Ajax uh, at about age nine. Go Leafs. Go Leafs. And Go then you Jays. ended up in Oklahoma. I ended up in Oklahoma. Warner, Oklahoma. How do you end up in Oklahoma from Canada? It was one of those things where I had a good summer team and th I threw well for them for four years and they thought I'd go out and fit well there, compete well for them. It was a little bit of a culture shock going from a town of mm -hmm. 150,000 people to a town of 1,000 people mm. where all you see is cattle <laughs> and flat land and, you know. But honestly, the guys there were great. I love them all. Um, you know, great teammates, great camaraderie. And uh, it was 
it was it was good uh, bonding. I had you know I have memories. I lost a lifetime with those guys. You spent two years there, right? Yeah, two years, nineteen COVID, and no nineteen to twenty, COVID cut us short. Twenty one, and now I'm in the transfer portal. So we'll see what happens there. Big portal gay. How'd you guys end up playing baseball? Uh, I started when I was three years old. My older brother played. He was a pitcher, too. And, um, yeah, he he begged my parents just as I did because I wanted to be just like him. And my dad was on board with it. He loves baseball. And my mom, she'll support me in anything I do. So, And she was so used to going to games. I was, just kind of fell into it. It was destined, I guess. No other choice, actually. My dad wouldn't let me play other sports. <laughs> did, did, did he want you to play soccer from Mexico growing up? or My dad... He didn't let me play no other sports. <laughs> like, for real. Apparently you can play basketball, too. Is that true? Or are you just lying? I should have I been up. <laughs> for real. Can you dunk or what? What's up with that? Nah, I can't dunk. Just, just, got, you got, just got the shot down? I got that mid-range. <laughs> so if not baseball, then basketball? I would, yeah, I wish I played basketball or wrestled or something like that. Wrestling. Wrestling would have been really fun. <laughs> you are just throwing people like a rag doll. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's kind of, I'm, I think it's good that I didn't play another sport because I was able to focus fully on baseball and got me to good school, got me got me a pretty good education. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> school, baseball, number one, school's close second. No, yeah, base, baseball has been like the best thing that's probably happened to me because I don't think I'd be going to school if, yeah. I didn't, if I didn't play a sport, if I didn't play baseball, just because, I don't know, it's just not, not for me, I don't think. What are you studying? Uh, management with the focus in sports management. That's good. That's, that sounds good as heck, honestly. Yes. Hopefully it'll be cool. I don't know, be a little, a little agent or something. <laughs> See Riley down the line making millions of dollars off of people. Man, I'm trying to be in the show. That's what I was saying. Just baseball for you growing up, Nico? I mean, growing up, I played soccer. My dad's from, both my parents are from Chile, the country in South America. So... Growing up, soccer ruled the house for the most part. My dad watched baseball because the Blue Jays were on, and soccer was way too much running. <laughs> and I just, I just enjoyed watching Carlos Delgado and Roy Holiday growing up, and I wanted to be like them. And so that was kind of one of the things that you know took me honestly to the game of baseball was just these guys going out there and doing these outrageous things all the time and I just want to be like them and so I just that was my main focus and after I turned five or six or something that's kind of all I did was play baseball hockey didn't interest me that much all my friends would go out to the ice rink or something during summer and skate around and I'd rather play catch and you know work off a tee or something play, play catch with my little brother shout out Tomas you ugly nice. boy. Anyways, but That's yeah, it was just something like that. And then, you know, I got a chance to play for a summer team and my parents sat me down and, you know, they looked at me and they're like, if you're going to do this academics first and, you know, going to a junior college, it's something that I always keep in the back of my mind is that this is fun. Baseball is fun. Hanging out with the guys are fun off the field. But at the end of the day, what matters is, especially in junior college when I got to transfer is I got to get the academics too. So it helps financially with my family. It makes me have great experiences like this one, being able to yeah. meet guys like Riley and the 30 others that we got. And, you know, I'm grateful for it. It's something, you know, that I sit back and all my friends are back home working and, you know, hanging out with each other and having a good time. And I think I'm living a crazy life when you think about it. I'm 
20 plus hours from home and I'm playing the game I loved. Different I, country. Different country. And I get different country. I get to meet new people. Like I never thought I'd meet, you know, Riley, who's of Mexican descent with the ginger mullet before, right? You know. You know. Something like that. And it's just, you look back on it and you just got to take life in perspective is that not everyone gets to have this opportunity and this chance. Yeah. And it's just so crazy that, you know, you get to meet so many different peoples of different cultures and yep. different ideas and we're all brought together by this sport that we love so much and it's just it's i love it honestly yeah when you take a step back and like really look at like where you've been when playing baseball it's taking me several different states not in a different country yet (laughs) that's on the bucket but uh yeah there's so many so many people i never thought it'd be we're in idaho right now playing (laughs) ball with a bunch of dogs right now that's what i'm saying so nice so nice uh just have that opportunity like that chance, baseball man. yeah baseball gives you that chance like uh, just yeah. to meet go explore the world while you can and have fun while you're doing it right. we head back to spearfish tomorrow night after our game against the spuds what are your thoughts on the town of spearfish what did you think going into it and how has your uh, opinion of the town changed after about a month there so far definitely a culture shock i mean i think the population in my town Bakersfield is 200,000 or something like that and what's Spearfish? 10,000 I believe. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Never seen so much grass and green and land mm-hmm. in my life but um, it's really nice being out. It's gorgeous. Spearfish is gorgeous. Surrounded by the Black Hills there's always somewhere to go hike. Big hiking guy. But, big um, nature guy. Big nature guy. But yeah, just it's a cool little town. I've never had a never had the chance to experience like a small small town vibes. Like well, to me, small town. <clears throat> but it's cool. It's cool uh, playing for the Sasquatch. Like if you wear a shirt or a hat somewhere, someone will stop you, say, "Oh, like you play for Spearfish." And like yes, sir. Just have a nice nice little conversation with someone you don't even know, and maybe see them at a ball game. You know, it's just it's really cool very different personally you know i i went to a juco thousand people in it so it wasn't that crazy to me small town type of thing uh but my host family honestly made it a lot easier than it was uh the hupler family took me in as one of their own you know they're a young couple about 30 years old i think and you know they understand that i got practice they got to feed me you know they take me to where i need to go to the gym or whatnot and they're able to give me the home away from home type of thing for me so it just makes that easier. The guys make it a lot easier being able to drive me if I need to drive or, you know, hang out or whatnot, get to meet them more. And, you know, even though we're not out, you know, let's say at school or something, we're still, you know, making friendships. And it makes it a lot easier when you got nothing to do or, you know, after a game you want to hang out, meet somebody and stuff like that. Yeah. Riley, we have the same host family along with Ray Lozano. I wish Ray was here. Just to those listening, how great is our host family? Hey, we got the best host family <laughs> that the Spearfish Sasquatch have. Hey, okay? relax, relax. Viola and Vernon. Viola and Vernon are the coolest old folks I've ever met. They've made it, would you not agree that they have made us feel so oh, welcome yeah. and comfortable? And oh, yeah. They've, Viola chefs it up every mm-hmm. single night. We're home. We've been feasting. Feasting. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's always something like in a little crock pot or something like that in Tupperware. Always cookies laying around for us. Oh my God. And a little note said, good job, enjoy the, enjoy the food type stuff. Like, Damn. So nice. They, 
They're very kind people, very good people. Don't forget Otis and the cat. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I miss Otis. Jeremy, Jeremy, their son, has been very kind to us, very welcoming. He picked me up from the airport, which was very kind of him. Just good people, very good people, very good small. I don't know if it's a small town thing or what, but I, I don't know. They just made me feel so welcome and comfortable. Like, you've the best. Uh, like, uh, yeah, that, speaking on that too, my host family is awesome there. <laughs> you know, we got three dogs and, you know, they're, they're able to, you know, just give me the home away from home experience. And yeah. Eric's kind of been able to do that for me too. When I got from the airport, I was able to meet two interns that picked me up. Kind of nice to have that little escort. They had a little sign for me, Spears for Sasquatch and Yugoslavia. Made me feel like a big sir. leaguer. So yes, sir. it was nice. You know, we, we get treated like big leaguers too, and that's something that not everyone gets to experience, especially at a young age. Is that yeah. when we're at home in the fish, we're able to go and you know after the games, kids come up to us and ask us to sign their balls, the programs, you know, their hats gloves and it's one of those things that you know when you were their age you never thought no one wanted your autograph at 20 yeah you never thought nobody knew who you were at 20 not for me and and these kids look up to us in in such amazing ways and you know we're able to talk to them a bit and they they play baseball you know they want to be like they have favorite play they know the players by their names and it's it's honestly it's it's surreal it is just having that experience at 20 that's that these kids you know they, they don't even know what the world is in yeah. some aspects they don't know they, they don't know what to expect from high school or college you know they're still in grade school they're asking you for your autograph and you just i just like take a step back sometimes and go wow just yeah. where i am again so yeah it feels, it feels it's so cool to like be i guess a role model to these kids like make them love the game even more like they're out there watching us like we're just some college kids you know yeah. they look up to us and it's it's just a cool experience we didn't even get paid for this and they want our autograph <laughs> i love seeing how you guys interact with the fans especially the little kids after their games it's really good to see you guys take an interest in the younger ones even though you kind of look at yourself as just another ball player not on that maybe professional level yet the but pedestal. still you have these little kids who look up to you as the pedestal as the guy they want to be yeah. growing up it, it, it humbles you too I think because it, it, it shows you that you know these, these kids you know 8, 9, 10 years old younger than that too Toby always asking us for fist bumps before and after Tobe. the game shout out Tobes anyways you know it it, it it's it, it humbles you. It makes you realize, you know, that the game isn't about you. Is that you know you're you're not only playing for yourself and what you want, your expectations, but you're playing for the enjoyment of fans. And I think you know Riley has done this. Is we try to talk to the kids, be nice as we can to them because when we were their age and we wanted an autograph from somebody, might not have been a professional or whatever. We we would have liked to talk to them, and you know yeah. they they get to talk to us, and you know it's it's just something that. It's it's nice and you know you don't take that for granted at the same time. Yeah, definitely. It's like I, I'm just reiterating, just really great experience just to see see the kids, see the fans, interact with them. Have you can have a conversation with them after the game. They come onto the field type thing. Just very cool. Experience. Even some parents asked to autograph stuff, which I found really cool yep. too. So and it's cool like when they like single out a player to like autograph something for them. It's just like they're doing it because they think that you got the potential to go do something you know it just makes you feel better like makes you feel more confident well we're about to get kicked out of the conference room here, so, <laughs> so we'll wrap up with the lineup i'll ask you guys nine questions riley you go first and then nico 
We'll start with the so first one. Like family feud speed round. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's get Let's it going. It. Favorite MLB baseball team? Dodgers, son. Oh, that's gross. Dodge, Los Doyers. Los Doyers from LA. Uh, I'm the Blue Jays, Canada's team. Go, Jays, go. See, Favorite the... player? Active Ooh. or retired? Oh, I'm going to just go with the current. I'm going to say Cody uh, Bellinger. Walker Bueller. Oh, that's gross. Love Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller. You got a no-hitter through seven tonight, right? I yeah, know, I was playing a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't get to be in the booth all pampered <laughs> and stuff. We have to be out there in the trenches. Uh, I, for me, it's for a holiday. Watching him pitch going up, just something else. Hall of Famer, RIP. So, Favorite MLB stadium you've been to? Ooh, Petco Park. Is it Petco? Which yeah. one? The Padres. Padres. Yeah. 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 Pe- oh my God, that place is beautiful. I hate the Padres. But <laughs> it's a nice park to go to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I got to go to Rogers Center, home, Canada. Oh, Canada. Is it nice there? It's not. I, I like it. They're gonna renovate it too, so hopefully it's better in the coming years. But I like it. It's oh. it's something that never gets old for me. Yeah, I like the a Padres. lot of memories there. Before coming up to South Dakota this summer, have you had ever been to South Dakota? No. Yeah, me either, no. I haven't. So far as I've been, what? South? East. East. <laughs> north, <laughs> north, south, We're east, what? South Dakota was the question. That still doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, Blurted a d- nautical direction, all right? Sorry. Personally, uh, no, I've never been to South Dakota. Riley needs to go back to geography class. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, West? It was east. But it's you, you're the farthest west. You're from California. I don't know. Man. You're the farthest. There's 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 an ocean beside you. That's it. It was like 93 today. All right. Thanks, <laughs> <Brain's> Fred. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. Favorite moment of the season so far? Hmm. Now you go ahead. I gotta think. I gotta say, Seth's walk off. That 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 oh. got the boys hyped. Seth Seth Surrett comes day one. He's on the field. Steps up to the plate. Wasn't in the lineup. Sits for nine innings. Yep. Goes up at bat. Clutches up, and wins us to get that. That to me is crazy. That's yeah. That's gotta be. I mean, yeah. Nothing else is really compared to that. Yeah. Right? All, like, like, like we were Mackie just getting two run bomb. That was cool. That's one of the farthest home runs. I've yeah. Seen, that that so. ball. I don't think the ball's landed yet, but. Honestly, to me, it was Seth Surratt. Yeah, that's got like, He like we, we were just getting to know. We, we, some guys are still knowing his name. You know and what? He just walks in. You know what? Tonight. Okay, relax. Son, you shoved. That's fine. Like it was crazy to see how intense and just driven and dogman. I swear to God. <laughs> yes. No, tonight. I'm I'm sticking with Seth. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> Gas me up too much. If you could take one food chain to you. South Dakota from your hometown, what would it be? Joe said Chick-fil-A, that does not count. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm. Oh, Do you have one? I, I, Timmy Hortons, you kidding Timmy me? Hortons. Good old Tim Hortons. Mm. Wake up, get an ice cap and a breakfast sandwich. That stuff, that stuff's gold. Spencer's. I think that's only in Bakersfield. It's like the best breakfast I've ever had in my life. Just... Just but, pastries or? Nah, it's like full on breakfast, like for eggs, bacon, like all that, like whatever. It's like I'm a coffee st- joint. I'm sticking with Tim Hortons. That, that, that's Canadian everything, right? Yeah, that's Canada. That. Question number eight. If you could change one thing in baseball, what would it be? I don't know. I like baseball. 
I'm going with the extra inning rule. I don't like how they put a runner on second. That just that's that's not yeah. baseball to me. It's that's just it's weak. weird. That's pretty weak. It's weird. Like you're giving the team a chance with the runner. I get they want to speed up the game, but like. It's like, I, I miss the games that go, you know, 18, 19 innings that every little thing matters. Yeah. Now you just bun a guy over sack fly and it, it's, yeah. just, it's just, it, 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 it defeats the purpose sometimes in my opinion. I would make an adjustment to pitching stats because I think pitching stats are, are boosted a bit. Not boosted, they're like geared They're not in favor failure. of pitchers. Yeah, like if you don't go out and show out like well I mean you should show out every time. but <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're like geared against pitchers like they're not what pitcher me, and this might be a hot take is that especially in summer ball league is like you can't get a win if you didn't pitch five innings like there's been guys like Dante he pitched four innings against the spuds and he didn't get the win because he went four and a third yeah. but like you guys don't win that game I don't think if not for Dante yeah I think it should be the longest a starting pitcher, if he goes long, like the longest from all the all the relievers, he should get the win. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. I'm but but then again, I don't think I'd be cool with a long reliever getting a win for throwing four innings and everyone else through what, like two, one. Or like the pitcher goes three, long reliever goes four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, no, that's, that's like a that's iffy. That's a Stephen A. Smith comment. That, you got to yeah. be careful where you're coming from with that. The old heads are gonna try to rip your head off. <laughs> Come pitchforks. Last question for you. Can you spell handkerchief? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who on Isn't the- that the word that Joe won the spelling bee on? H-A-N-D. C-H-I-E-F. Handkerchief. H-A-D-K-E-R-C-H-E-I. No. No, I-I-E-F. Yeah, buddy. Cameron Parker gets his agreement. Still can't spell handkerchief. Did I spell it wrong? I don't know. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I don't know. Is there a K in there? Yes. Uh, Kerchief. Yeah, but the, I didn't even know there's a D in there. It's silent. It's silent. <laughs> like like pterodactyl. Handkerchief. Nah. Who on the team would you not want to date your daughter? I knew this was coming. I felt this was coming. <laughs> Ooh. I don't think I want to answer that. Ooh. No, you got to answer it. First off, Cameron Parker. Who, who would on, yeah, who on who, the team? You travel yeah, with this. You, you know the did. guys. Who would you not let? As a journalist. <laughs> As a journalist, you, you kids, it, it's not biased. You know all the guys. Coach Pratt. <laughs> Final answer does not count. Has to be a player. Coach Pratt. Because Coach Pratt is obviously the answer. <laughs> On the team, oh, for me, it might be you, Riley. <laughs> That's, why me? That's messed up. Yeah. I'll let Riley get I, I my daughter. Know why. I know Riley treat my daughter why. like a queen. I like all the guys. But there's got to be one. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't even, <laughs> even want to give one of these guys the credit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay, then. Who I got like team, three Would answers. you want to date your daughter? Riley Moran. Hey, okay. It doesn't say Nico Salcedo. <laughs> 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 I take that no, back. No, Riley's no, not want no, to date no, my daughter. This answer. Hayden Driggs. Yeah. Oh, I'm Ryan Bachman. You know what? I'll buy the ring for Bach if he wants to date my daughter. You know what? I would want Cade Stuff. Yeah, that's a good one too, Cade Stuff. Cade Stuff's a good guy. He's a gentleman. Real nice. 
Now, you better cut this out because this is kind of fruity right now. <laughs> I'm talking about this. So. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here, boys. I'll let you guys go. Thanks for coming on. Episode 6 of Speaking with Sasquatch, Mr. Sean, Aurelia Moran, and Nico Saldez. Boys, thanks for coming on. Thanks Thank for you. having us. It's, 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 it's our pleasure. And I just broke my glasses. <laughs> just kind of put me in a little better of a mood. Thanks for having us. Thanks. We appreciate it. It's pretty fun. Go Squatch. Go Squatch and... Can't, can't let you back in the fish.